Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For the next couple of hours, Trent Condon, Ken Miller will talk sports with you. Appreciate you tuning in uh, here this morning. BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this for the final time until... Long time. Alabama Bob will join us at 11.30. We will recap what we saw. Uh, obviously not going to take a long time, but we'll find some topics uh, to opine upon. Coming up here with Bama Bob at 11.30. Uh, starting the 12 o'clock hour, staying in the football mode, but moving to the NFL. Vinny Iyer covers it for the Sporting News. We'll check in with Vinny to start the hour. And then Matt Poston's. We'll do a little bit on TCU and where they stand after uh, last night's game as far as coming back next year, but a lot on basketball, college uh, basketball's best conference, I would say, I think by most uh, metrics. The Big 12 will check in with Matt Postens. Iowa State on the floor tonight. They take on a Texas Tech team who is 0-3, but have really have not been blown out in any of their games. How are you, Trent Condon? You were right. It was a blowout. Mm. I think my heart was thinking of supposed to my head. Uh, I was hoping this game could be close. It simply wasn't, although we remember at one point it was 10-7. It was, and I got excited. Yeah. And briefly very very quickly what what an absolute whooping mm. and here in our market i know there's a certain portion of the fan bases that wants to make this about the big 12 sucks mm-hmm. and the future of the big 12 is over mm-hmm. it's very easy yeah <laughs> watching last night sure. you, you watch last night and, and it's a very easy conclusion now we know that's not the case no that, that's not what this is going for one game Alabama's been blown out in a national championship game. We have seen every conference be blown out in a national championship. The problem is what the national narrative is going to be after this. It is going to be there. We are going to hear this national narrative now that it's bad, that this conference can't compete. And it's not true, and I don't believe it, but it's going to be out there. This hurts the reputation of the Big 12 on a national level. It's not right. It's not the way it should be. And it wouldn't have mattered if it was Michigan out there. I don't think it would have mattered if it was Ohio State or Alabama out there. Not the way they played last night. They were as close to perfect as you can be. Now, one thing, that there is is one that you can pick, and they've got something to work on this offseason. At 65-7, to they missed the point after. Yes, they did. So Kirby Smart can light this team up and remind them, you know, don't take it for granted. (laughs) You're right. What did they do wrong? Nothing. They were... They played as close to a perfect football yeah, game yeah. as you can play. play. TCU was good this year. It was a great story. Yeah, 12-0. But the gap between Georgia and everybody else is significant. On a team coming into the year, boy, you can't lose that 15 guys to the NFL draft. Trent, Five I, of them I in the first round. They get beat by Oregon in week number one yeah. for that very reason. I wasn't alone. And they absolutely went out there and dominated that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a close call against Missouri. What, they're not allowed a close call? Is, is that what we're doing? <laughs> the future oh. is incredibly bright. The gap continues to rise. I mean, just think of this. I saw a breakdown of five-star players. Basically, you know, there's about 35 five-stars every single season. They had 18. TCU had one. Think if your team had 18 first-round draft picks on your team in the NFL, you're going to be pretty good, right? You would think. That is what we have in college football, and that's why the gap continues to be there between when Georgia's elite or Alabama, all those teams and everybody else is because they get five, six, seven, 
First round draft picks mm-hmm. every single year. And it plays out like it played out there. How about David Pollock and the sack that he showed with Nick Saban sitting a foot away from him and <laughs> said that Georgia's got a strangle, what do you call it, a, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, stranglehold on college football, something along those lines, but with Saban's he kind of swallowed hard. Uh, but Pollock's right. I yes, mean, absolutely. Here's the thing I'm thinking about last night. I, I get the NFL rule, you have to be three years out of high school. Mm-hmm. Does Brock Bowers really need to come back for another year? <laughs> well, he doesn't. No. Does Marvin Harrison need to come back well, for another year? Well, another one. Both of those guys. I mean, Brock Bowers will leave college and go to the go to the NFL and instantly be mentioned amongst the great tight ends currently playing the game. Because we saw what the Florida tight end a couple of years ago that was Pitts. number Pitts. yeah the number four pick. Yep. Higher than that? Oh yeah. Top three? Yeah. I mean, this kid's unbelievable, and I think his teammate who was hurt, hurt Washington yes. caught one ball is every bit as good. But this Brock Bowers and Lat McConkey, he's got a couple of years left. But the story Stenson Bennett. Yeah. I mean, what a remarkable story. Grows up, got pictures of him in the Georgia gear, mm-hmm. wants to play there, told, no, 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 no. You're not good enough to play in Georgia. What are you thinking? Get be realistic, young man. Well, he had offers from UMass and Mercer. There you go. Those were his offers coming out of high school. But he walks on. Then he leaves, and then he comes back, and he's still not good enough to play quarterback. And if, then he finally gets his chance. If Justin Fields sticks around, and you wonder. He's probably probably looking somewhere. We don't else. know the Stetson Bennett story. Absolutely not. And he goes to a Sun Belt team. Yeah. Probably has a nice career right. at Troy. Yep, has a real good career. Down there doing that mm-hmm. kind of thing, and he's fine. Plays in a bowl game on Friday of the Bulls <laughs> with season's kicking December off. December 21st. Right. Watch Stetson Bennett. Who is Stetson? What a weird name. Right. Stetson Bennett the fourth. What is he, a lawyer? What's going on? And he goes out and yeah. does that. He was so good. Well, so sneaky athletic. Yes, he's fast. He's, he, and he, he was pulled with 13.25 left in the football game. The quarterback is being removed from the game. Not because he stinks, he's having a bad game. Because the team was so far in front that Kirby Smart wanted to give him his opportunity to walk off the field uh, and and hear from the fans, and they did. But 13 minutes left in the game, and he's pulling the starters. It was that bad. But your point about TCU and the point about the Big 12, sadly, that's going to be the national narrative. Mm -hmm. I heard it last night from our buddy David Kaplan. Oh, absolutely. Alabama should have been there. Right. If you're just going to do that, then don't play the season. Like if, if what happens, results on the field don't matter, then don't play the season. Go by recruiting rankings, go by whatever Vegas puts together, and don't even play the year. Yeah. It's Cappy stick to professional sports because you are so far but over he, but the tips. But he's not alone. He's not. He's, not he's absolutely not. He's dead wrong. Yep. But he is, and that is what continues to be out there. If, if we're going to play it in that fashion, the college athletics, well, as we know it, it's completely different. Don't need to play the year. No, you don't, and uh, certainly grateful that they do. Um so last night... Uh, okay, go ahead. I, was, I want to get back to the bear for a second. Not Felica the bear, but the defensive line tackle oh, the bear. Yeah, My good God, Bear Alexander. This kid's a true freshman. Two more years. <laughs> Two more years for him. He's going to be out there a couple more seasons. Oh and, my and God. It just goes on and on and on. So the game's a blowout. It stinks. Mm-hmm. Did you stick with it till the end? Yeah, I did. I did too. It was on. I wasn't exactly real engaged. Yeah, that's true. I pro- yeah, true. A lot of Twitter... Hanging out on Halo, seeing what those goons are up to, you know, do, doing bouncing around, seeing all the information on the message boards. It, it was that kind of night. But uh, one of the rabbit holes I went down last night 
is when they mentioned that Ugga wasn't there. And my, my wife right. was absolutely baffled. Where's Ugga? Too, too, too far of a flight, apparently. That's what it was. So read an article about that from the Atlanta Constitution and was reading through that. Then I went down the rabbit hole of, what's this whole? What's the deal with Ugga? Do you know the whole story with Ugga? Uh-uh. I mean, no, there's been a bunch of them. There has been. But this like is, a bunch of Ralphies in, in Colorado. Right. This is Ugga 10, all from the same family has had every Didn't single one of the Uggas. Now, there's been a few interims. There's been a few that aren't a part of the Ugga family, if you will. But overall, the same guy. Went to law school at Georgia, and he was in law school at the time. For his wedding gift, one of his law school buddies got him a bulldog. That was the 50s. I guess a different time back in the 50s, and that's a wedding present. If somebody got me a bulldog for a wedding present, I don't think I'd be friends with him any longer. But that aside, that was his gift. And he had... The dog with them and walked into the game. And my wife, as I read this to Tara, she's... That's how he got to the stadium for the first time. For the first time. Brought him to the game. It was 1954, I think it was. And afterwards, Coach saw him up in the stands with his bulldog and said, Hey, can you come to the games? Did they win or something? I don't know if they didn't see that in the article, but that was what it was. He was at the game with his bulldog that he got as a wedding gift. That's wild. And that is where... Ugga began. They also, he was named something else. In fact, Ugga 10, the current Ugga, has a different name at home. But the same family has all the Uggas. <laughs> they live at home with them. They go to the games. It's pretty nice getting a sideline pass just to bring your dog there yeah, every single really. time. At Sanford Stadium, he has an air-conditioned doghouse. Did you know that? I did know that part, yeah. <laughs> He's always sitting by ice. You see yeah. those hot games yeah. in September. and Tongues wagging. Yep, and you got the ice, uh, big ice blocks right next to him to cool him down, but that's what happens when you get a national championship. 65-7. going to say. That was the most interesting part of the night for me, reading up on Ugga. I, I'm trying to, yeah, it was, um, like, I, I felt bad yeah, for Fowler and Herb Street and for you because I'm coughing like crazy. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We, we can battle through. Well, you had to do this for me for basically about a month. I know. So. I just, for, for, red light went on and the cough got. Yeah, it happens. Um, I don't remember what I said before I started to Oh, cough. you felt bad for Herb Street? Yeah, for Herb Street and Fowler oh, yeah. because that's a blowout, man. That's it a is. tough game to call. Tough game to call in Georgia. I mean, TCU, they didn't quit, but they just had no answer. No, absolutely Just not. no answer for this juggernaut. Now they try to win three in a row. We'll see. You know, I, I saw a lot of um, Georgia fans that are, and I don't, I mean, I'm not one, obviously. I don't mm-hmm. know what the, uh, but the Stetson Bennett is the most accomplished Georgia Bulldog in history. His story mm-hmm. elevates with everything that goes around being Stetson Bennett the third. This is if you're putting a Mount, a Mount Rushmore of Georgia football, he's got to be on it. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, what at least Herschel Walker, Natties, him, Herschel Walker, Vince Dooley, the Dooley for sure. And I would need help on that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, a deep knowledge mm-hmm. of, of Georgia history. Heinz Ward. Yeah. If we're talking at least over my lifetime, the last forty two. <laughs> Stafford years. was good. But. Yeah. Never could get over the hump, No, though. no, we couldn't. He was at the game last night. Why wouldn't he be? Well, right? and think of Mark Rick, too. You know, yes. Georgia. Yes, good point. For most of my lifetime, was kind of an afterthought. And it was always... They were close, but right. they could never quite get over. It was always those conversations, if they just get the right guy. Yeah. And it felt like Rick was that guy. Mm-hmm. He got him right on the precipice, so close, mm-hmm. but could never break through, could never get through that final stage and... They got the guy now, Kirby. You know, Kirby Smart's only 47. That's wild. Good He's, for him. I, looking at him, disheveled over there. Mm-hmm. Just Dude loves football. 
a Georgia alum. He's not going anywhere, right? No, why would you? Why would you leave that? If the NFL itch, Where would you leave? A, for, uh, that would be That would be the only that thing. Yeah, but why? Well, he's not going to get 18 first-round draft picks every year. No. I mean, maybe he gets bored, but Saban seemingly didn't. Right. And, well, he and, did. Yeah, and went and went, but it came back. Mm-hmm. Um but didn't leave Alabama when you when you get to that right. point. You know, I remember I remember who's next. Who's going to challenge Alabama? Well, Clemson. Maybe remember mm-hmm. when not too many years ago it was yep. Clemson that was uh, elevating themselves into that conversation. I mean, right now they've surpassed that. They've mm-hmm. taken over. They have a, a stranglehold right now on college football. And this was a young team in comparison yes. to last year's. Yes, team. last year's team was the veteran team. We mm-hmm. talked about the NFL draft picks that they had. Fifteen. That was the question coming into this year. There's no way you can replace no. that many dudes. And what do they do? They replace them, and now they're young. Now that's the next motivational ploy. But you heard Kirby. You heard the guys after. The, uh, nobody believed in us. Shut up. Oh, I heard nobody that. believed oh, in us. On. Oh yeah, the, the it was so difficult. Champion. That one week where Tennessee was ranked number one. I don't know how you guys survived that. All the talking down that people thought you were the second best team in the country. It just come on. Wow. But that's what coaches do, right? Uh-huh. I mean, finding motivation wherever. Michael Jordan, a great example. Mm-hmm. Best player by far mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. The talent, but he found whatever edge it was. One guy said something. One sports writer said something. He took that little thing and he developed, it. and that's what George oh, is doing right man. now, and Kirby Smart's doing. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. It was, uh, it, it's unfortunate, right? We, we always, and we've been pretty fortunate um, when when you think about it that we've had some pretty good games to end the season, whether it's you know Game Seven and whatever your sport is, or a Super Bowl. For the most part. We've had some good ones. National championship games had some good ones. Um, championship game, the Monday, first Monday in April, we've had some good ones. This didn't fall into that category. And, and you could just tell right off the bat. You know, I, I give TCU credit for coming down. And when it was 10 zip, they made it interesting. They put up that, um, you know, that touchdown as, uh, as Duggan was able to uh, find a way to run the ball in the end zone. Felt, felt bad for him, too, on big stage like that. that Duggan was unable to. <laughs> and he was off. He was. He's under pressure. Yeah, all night long. We talked about physicality. We talked about that kind of middle 10, mm-hmm. if they could exploit it. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get any stops either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you talk about the offensive woes. But, no, true. And, and even the big play that they had, that was severely underthrown. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If, he, if he hits him in stride, he, yeah. he walks into the end zone. But they corrected that right off the mm-hmm. bat. Look, every time that Benner uh, turned around and handed off the ball, it was a pickup of 10. Dude. Seemingly. There was one point, it was into the third quarter. So they got the three and out in that first position. started, yeah, I think. Okay. And then right back. Yeah. And got the ball and scored every single time well, after that. Brock Bauer's hands and away they went. And there was a stat out there. At that time, I think Georgia was averaging like 12.7 yards per play. That's nuts. In the national championship. In, in the game. second half of the game, too. Huh? Not, not after one drive. Right, right. <laughs> or one big play yeah. that elevates that. No. And it wasn't just a big play. It was chunk plays, time after uh, time after time. Uh, Eric wants to chime in. Eric, thanks for being patient. How are you? Hey, good, guys. Uh, I'm a Viking junkie, so I had to give Fran Tarkenton recognition. Ah, boy! To the University of Georgia, yeah, and he was a two-time SEC uh, 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 all all SEC. What was his was TV Fred? show that he did? Do you remember the TV show he did in this? He's probably before your time, okay. Fred. Uh, he was on TV. They, there was three people. Yeah. What was the name of it? I think it's that's incredible. I think you're right. That's incredible. I think you're right. Who else was in it? There was a a woman and another guy. I want to say. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, you're, 
No, you're a little older than me. See, more <laughs> Thanks. Than I do. <laughs> Ken loves that. Uh, Thanks, Eric. Yeah, Fran Tarkenton. That's a good one. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that's incredible. I got to look it up. That's incredible. Appreciate the call, Eric. <laughs> do, do you remember that show? I remember. That's incredible. Yeah, hearing, maybe seeing clips of it, something like uh, that. American reality show. So I'm looking it up right now. Hang on a second. Day, oh, 1980. Ended in 84. Okay, so and I'd have been real young. You'd have been really. John Davidson, Fran Tarkenton, and Kathy Lee Crosby. Is that Kathy Lee Gifford no, before she no, got Gifford? No, 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 no. It was Kathy. She was, I don't think. No, it was a different Kathy okay. Lee. Okay. Um, that's amazing is what it was called? <laughs> no, that's incredible. That's and incredible. I don't remember too much about the show other than Fran Tarkenton was part of it. I met, it was one of the first books I ever read. It was called Throw the Long Bomb by Fran Tarkenton. And that's one of the, that's one of the flashlight under the sheets books that I read yeah. as a little kid. Um Throw the long. I got to look that up, Joe. I'll wait till the break. I won't bore you, folks. Uh, but yeah, was he a giant at that time? Because he bounced back and forth between the Vikings and the Giants. All right. Well, we bounced around a lot last night. I'm assuming the country did too, right? I'm sure that the ratings will be taking yeah. a nosedive as the hours built up. But Fowler and Herb Street, they they did their best to put lipstick on that pig. Um, ESPN certainly uh, devoted a lot of resources to that game last night. I mean, they were all over it. I flipped over at one point just to see uh, what they had on the sideline with Did you, uh, the alter, some of the, alter, the other uh, yeah. alternative t- uh, broadcasts. Took yeah. a look uh, for a few plays at the All-22. A lot of people like that. I, mm. I, I, I never changed the channel at all. I would like to see it maybe after the fact, but during a live game. I agree with you. Yeah, it's That's just, the time to watch that for right. me. Yep. Not, not something yep. that really does it during a live broadcast. But yeah, I saw McAfee over there, and he was hollering about something. And mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, me too. McAfee was great. Did you watch any of the pregame stuff? I did. I saw Corso pick TCU, and so did Desmond yes. Howard. Yeah. Uh, saw that part of it. Um, and did you see when they told him he was a broadcaster Hall of Famer? No. Yeah, that was maybe 545. It was no, on. No, I didn't see that. We were cooking dinner at the time, and so it was you just know, on I the just background. must have missed it because that's about when I got there. So, so Corso didn't know? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yep. Did, it, did he break down? A uh, little bit. Wasn't, you know, he was welling up. It yeah. wasn't, you know, a breakdown of tears or anything like that, but uh-huh. it's an unfortunate conversation we have to have. That's probably this. We might have seen him for the last time. I, and I think there's a reason Pat time. McAfee was brought in, right? We have said it before. Mm-hmm. He's meant so much for college football. Oh my gosh. For that program. Uh-huh. And he deserved to go out right. when he wanted and to go And ESPN, out. to their credit, brought him back after he'd suffered a stroke. The humanity of Kirk Herbstreit. Oh, Trent. He... He is so far above many broadcasters because of that, mm-hmm. the way that he, the last three, four years mm-hmm. now, has carried Corso after that stroke. And I remember only one broadcaster that was uh, that did that in similar fashion, Steve Stone, Harry Carey. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And there's something to be said about that humanity. Yeah. What kind of person Herb it Street is. Street loves him. Yes. Loves him. They all do. Oh, sure. <laughs> McAfee, when he was doing his pick and, and Corso afterwards, like, Phew, you done? <laughs> I mean, just yeah, and he still got it. You yeah. know, he's still funny, but yeah. it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It really is. I think they found a great replacement though in McAfee. He is a character. Mm-hmm. You need that that element. It's going to be really good, but it's not going to be the same. And do they retire the picks gimmick? The the headgear? Yeah. Yes. You just yes. can't do it, right? No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. You can't do that. That that's him. 
That's Lee Corso. That's how we remember Lee Corso with the head. No, you can't. You can't carry that over. I hope they don't. Shooting the gun at Oklahoma. Oh my God! So many of them. Right, Herb Street. Just you know, the live the live animals on the set. When he gets one, <clears throat> and he says, "Ah, oh, blanket." Yeah, live on the <laughs> right? air. When they went to Fargo that one year, oh. and he's got the the bison coming yes. out of a movie theater or something like that in downtown. Yes. Oh my God! The fun that those guys had. Mm-hmm. That's such a great show. That's Americana, right? Americana. It's going to be different. It is. Not just him, but the Bears going to. He was a big, of course, we got to see him the last, what, seven, eight years on the year. Uh-huh. But he was a huge part of behind the scenes, too. Sure. Sounds like Stanford Steve, though. He is might he going to be the guy he's that takes be over the guy. that gig? Obviously, <clears throat> those two did a podcast together, gambling mm-hmm. podcast in college football. Be a really good, I really like Stanford Steve. I think he is sharp. He's fun to listen to. He's got entertainment value to him. I think that'll be a really good kind of sidekick guy to uh, help up on the production side, but then yep. also be there and talk a little gambling. It's always a good thing. So will he sit in Felika's chair and put, the, would, put yeah. the bear there? Well, it won't be a bear that he right. put on uh, on his three uh, games that he uh, puts the spotlight and on. And Stanford Steve played a pretty high level. I mean, yeah, played Stanford and played yeah. the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that's true. It comes by that nickname, honestly. He was one of the top recruits in the country coming out you of You told me that. You yeah. know what? We, we had him on a couple of years ago, yes, right? Yeah, we did. And yep. you told me that story then. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know it. Big time recruit could have gone anywhere in the yeah. country. Decided to go to Stanford. Yeah, that's pretty Stanford good for the education, Steve. right? Yeah, I'll say if you get a chance to go to Stanford, uh, that's 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 one that you uh, certainly have to uh, take it up on. All right, Bama Bob's going to join us. We'll break down more of this game. I don't know what there is to say to, about about the game. It was complete domination. But Bama will join us. Vinny Iyer is going to uh, help us get into the uh, wild card games as we switch to the pros. Now that college football is behind us, we'll do that at twelve oh five, and then a look at the Big Ten. <clears throat> A uh, big ten, big twelve, with Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports. Ray's with us. Ray, how are you? Thanks for being patient. No problem. I'm going to age myself here, but uh, I like when people do that. That incredible uh, competitor was real people. Was Sarah? Uh, yeah, do you remember that show too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second thing is. I heard that they banned tailgating at the game last night. Did anybody try? I don't know, but you know what? It's true, and uh-huh. the and the NFL has also done that at all Super Bowls. You cannot tailgate at the Super Bowl or at the national championship. The NFL and, and Ray, thanks for the call. Do you have anything else? I uh, appreciate it. So um, at Super Bowls, I don't know when this first started. But the first time I saw it was at Super Bowl forty three in Tampa. That was uh, Pittsburgh and, um, and 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 the Cardinals. Phenomenal okay. game. Yeah, and we're parked a couple of miles away, um, and you start to get. To, we stopped, got out of the tailgate stuff, you know, put stuff on the grill, and the security comes up and says, "No, no, 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 no! You cannot do this. Oh. There's no tailgating within like a five mile radius of the stadium because the NFL wants to own everything. Mm-hmm. We want you to be hungry and thirsty when you walk into the building. Or go to one of their now designated tailgate areas that there they you, set and up. That's another thing, too. And you can go get your $17 Bud Light, right. and away you go. Right. Or you can wait till you get in the stadium and pay 19 <laughs> So you decide. But yeah, you can't do anything. If they catch you eating a sandwich, they'll shut you down. Sit in your car? You nope. can't do it. <laughs> Just not allowed. You can't not do it. Now, I, mean, I'm, I, I understand in a way. I mean, tailgating, all right, you're going to take up room. It's going to be another parking spot. You're trying to get as many people. And I do know SoFi Stadium, there isn't a ton of parking. Can't be a ton of parking. Yeah. Right, right. That's one thing that they've talked about a lot there. I understand it. This was not a SoFi Stadium thing. This was not an L.A. thing or a California no, thing. No, no, no. This was a college football yep. playoff thing. Yep, just like the Super Bowl. There. This right. wasn't a Tampa thing or mm-hmm. this year Phoenix thing or wherever it's going to be uh, in, in future years. When it gets to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. how are they going to handle that? They're going to tell the hotels you can't serve food to drink? <laughs> right.
That's going to be interesting because Vegas is its own different animal. And Allegiant Stadium is right across the street from Park MGM. And Mandalay Bay is right there. Um, Park MGM used to be the Monte Carlo, the Luxor, right there as well. That part of the strip. And <clears throat> I don't know. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Boy, Vegas, they got some events coming, don't they? Jesus. Final Four right around the corner. Final Four, Sweet 16. National uh, Championship game. Oh, boy. Why wouldn't they? Mm. Remember for years, it oh, was yes. so taboo. So taboo. Couldn't talk about gambling. NFL doesn't want to be associated with that. <laughs> right. Speaking of that, one one quick note. Did you see the Bernie Kosar story? Yes, where he was... Um, so he bet $19,000 for charity, correct? Right. He wore, of course, number 19 for people yeah. who remember Bernie in the side arm throwing motion, yeah. taking them Not to the a couple of AFC yeah. championships before those stupid Broncos beat him. Oh, boy. And, you know, my the hatred of the Broncos the, started yep. there. Fumble in the drive. But, uh... So he bets $19,000, says he's going to give it to charity. Mm-hmm. He is on the pre- and post-game for the Browns Radio yep. Network. And the NFL said, nope, mm-hmm. can't do that. Mm-hmm. Is this across the board where... Well, they got Drew Brees similar in New Jersey. Last week, points bet uh, took that uh, took Purdue's... Bo- probably good for Purdue fans, right. <laughs> if you're going to bet on your team. But they took that game off the board because Drew Brees, who was a spokesman for points bet... Actually, uh, became but he was a, coaching. Coaching. I I get that more. This a radio guy, pre and post game. That was probably sponsored by exactly DraftKings, FanDuel, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, and I'm sure that it was. Mm-hmm. It just became legal in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal there. How much money probably Ugh. the Browns are now getting sure. with those contracts from all those different well, companies? Did, did Cincinnati? Did, does um. Great American Ballpark, did they not include a casino in yes. their, at their, at their uh, property? I yes. think they did. And Pete Rose made the first bet there, didn't he? He did, yes. He was first in line, Reds to win the World <laughs> Series. Got a good ticket on that one. But in today's environment, does that make sense? No. no. I'm, I'm thinking here locally. And not betting on your team, but if you work for Learfield, mm-hmm. if you're John Walters, if you're Gary Dolphin, mm-hmm. can you bet? On sports, period? Well, if you can, and I'm sure, yeah, I think you probably, that's a good question. I would think the answer is yes. I would hope that you would keep it to yourself. Because the way that I read the story was, it wasn't just the Brown. He can't bet on the NFL, Kozar, being on the network at all. He can't bet on the NFL, period. Not just the Browns. Uh-huh. Football. Same thing. Dolph wants to put 100 bucks on the Michigan-Ohio State game. He can't do it because he works for Learfield. Huh. John Walters wants to put in a future for TCU to get to the national championship. Well, I would hope he's not betting them. That's a fireball offense <laughs> in its own right. But those kind of things, if it's happened in the NFL, I'm going to guess Learfield has a similar contract. Mm-hmm. But something that bounced in my mind when I was reading that one. Because the way I read it, wasn't that he bet on the Browns. He bet period on the NFL. Yeah. Uh, can we share this piece of news? You'll appreciate this. Okay. Maybe you won't. Uh-oh. Carlos Correa is a Minnesota twin. Whoa! Yeah, six years, two hundred million, potentially oh, yeah, yes, worth yes, two hundred seventy yes. million. Oh yes, yes, yes. He is a twin. Jeff yes. Passan reporting that. So six years, two hundred million. I love the six years. Yeah. yeah, as opposed to thirteen years. From the where did he start? Where was he for a week? The Padres, then the Mets, now the Twins. Was he starting no, the Giants? Pod- the Giants. That's yes. what it was. The Giants, the Mets, and now back to the Twins, where it's. Let's all go. began at the end of the regular. I'm excited season. about that. I am too. I think that's great. I think it was great for the uh, great for the team last year. Is this pending a physical? The deal is a vesting option that can max out to. to <laughs> it is pending physical. Dun, dun, dun. Well, they well, they must have known they went through last year, right? So there was a slide in September, 
where he got injured, and he said afterwards, after that injury, he could feel the plate in his leg kind of vibrating afterwards. Mm. That was, I think, the moment where Mm -mm. there were a lot of people out there that didn't even know he had a plate in his leg from an injury that he had back as a minor leaguer, what, nine, ten years ago. That was, I think, the one where people said, maybe we need to investigate this a little bit more. Does that mean the hardware needs to be tightened up in there? We will see, but yes, pending a physical. So this thing's not done yet. Well, not yet, but um, but six years and uh, two hundred and seventy million is the maximum value of the contract. Just like Buxton's deal, where they put all those parameters in there. We know Buxton; he's a China doll, mm-hmm. incredibly fragile. Oh God, but so good. But they put so many accelerators in there where the base pay is fine. If he hits those, well, it means he's playing like an MVP. I hope he doesn't have an opt out. That's a good question you too. Know. I hope he doesn't have one. 11.30, we'll talk college football, but before we go to break, it's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Go to KXNO.com right now. Once you get there, you'll find this nationwide keyword contest. Enter bonus at KXNO.com. Bonus, your chance at $1,000. Bonus at KXNO.com. Another keyword coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. Bama, Trent, and I talk college football next. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 of a lifetime. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Sadly, we put this bump away for months. Let's get Bama Bob in here as we recap last night. Stetson Bennett is not going to be able to answer the bell in time to make the morning press conference this morning. <laughs> Good for him. Young well, last man. year he was a little hungover for the, I think this he was on the year, Today Show or something what, like that. Oh, was he really? Yeah. This year, just look by the looks of things, some of the pictures I'm seeing on Twitter, you're probably a whole lot hungover. And why wouldn't you be? They were in the Chargers locker room. You think they're going to be real pleased about all that cigar smoke Ooh. lingering in there? Well, the Chargers, they don't need it anymore until next year because they're on the road. Well, unless we get some upsets, That's right? true. I guess maybe they could get one. Bama, how are you, brother? Not much of a game, sadly, huh? Uh, hold on. I'm finishing. Uh, okay, I'm done. I was just watching the TCU highlights there. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was <laughs> 10 seconds. It, uh... Yeah, that was, uh, that was as bad. That was worst-case scenario. I, I mean, I don't think anybody saw that type of a uh, just beat-down coming. Mm-hmm. I think we all agreed yesterday that um, if it got out of hand, it was going to, it was only going to be one way, but I mean, out of hand to me was, you know, 42, 21. Yeah. yeah. 45 to 17. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Not, 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 you know, running off the last 55 points of the game or whatever <sighs> it was. I mean, it, it was just, and it wasn't close guys. And, and really when you looked at it, um, when you started watching the game, that, that three man front, that, that three five three that TCU likes to run, it just had no it, it had no chance yeah. against Georgia. Uh, they could do anything they wanted. I thought it was a great. And I thought Herb Street was great on the broadcast. You know their their defense is you know just fly to the ball, pursue you know as fast as you can. And so what do you do? You run counters and you run reverses and you know you get them going one way and you go back the other. And I just I just think it's it's. It's so ironic to me. You mentioned Stetson Bennett. Um, you know all these five stars, and 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 Bowers is a five star. Don't get me wrong, but Bennett and McConkie were the ones that did the most yeah. damage last yeah. night, and and probably anybody could have had those two. 
I mean, I don't, I don't. Right. McConkie is kind of like a Hunter Renfro yep. uh, light. That's a good one, if you will. Yep. From uh, from Clemson and how he just tortured Alabama in a couple of those games. But uh, it, it, I feel bad for TCU. I think they do have the right attitude. Though I heard him last night. I heard Doug and I watched a little bit of the post game stuff and. You know, he says, listen, it's not going to define our season. I'm going to take away from what we did. We deserve to be there. And mm-hmm. I think he's right. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting all that debate today. Well, Alabama should have been in. She told you. Well, you, you forget that they they beat the undefeated Big Ten champions in the semifinals. Yep. And as great as Georgia was last night, I mean, they were they were a 48-yard field goal away from not being uh-huh. there. So that's, that's just the fine margins. And you know, maybe they deserved one because, you know, they had a second and 26 in overtime, you know, a few years ago, and then you got two to Devontae that, that, that won it for Alabama. So, I mean, it, that's, it's just such fine margins to get there, but there was nothing, there were no fine margins about the game last night. It was just, it was just dominant. It, it really was. And, um, you know, there's so many different ways we can go. You, you mentioned Brock Bowers. Bama, when this Good kid Lord. does get to the next, he's got another year of college. <laughs> Trent pointed out, so is Marvin Harrison yeah. Jr. I mean, there, there's yeah. got to there's got to be a, I don't know, a special dispensation exception to the rule type of thing. Especially look at the way Brock, Brock, I think the size of Brock Bowers. Once he gets to yeah. the league, he's instantly going to be mentioned amongst the best that are currently playing the game. I mean, he's so dominant. And and Bear Alexander, I mean, good God, ninety nines a <laughs> true freshman. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy how they're. Uh, I mean, these I don't know what high school programs are producing some of these guys. But it, it is it is just. I mean, I, I live in Hoover, and, and there's a pretty good program down here. But I mean, you know, even Hoover doesn't put out guys like that. I mean, they've got a couple guys in the NFL. Pickens is from here, and Marlon Humphrey is from here, and they're all pro players. But just the size of these guys. Mm, I mean, yes. it's it's just, and that's what that that's what. You know, guys like Kirby Smart and Saban and Sweeney and, and all, all these coaches, that's what they're going after now. Uh, you know, is, is these, these quote-unquote two-gap technique guys. But you mentioned Bowers. I mean, his only option, really, if you want to protect himself from injury, is to not play next yep. year. I mean, he could sit out and probably still be a first-round draft pick. Uh, and I'm sure there's people in his ear going, hey, you know, Brock, what do you, you know, you got two championships. You've done all you can do at Georgia. All you can do now is get hurt. Um but yeah, I think you're right. And and here's here's, and I heard it last night, and I, I, I didn't catch it, I guess, or I didn't know it ahead of time. I think you make a good point, Ken, because we're we're telling guys that they have to be three years mm-hmm. out of high school before they can go to the NFL. Yet TCU had a 30 year old punter. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, can we get if you're going to keep these guys out of the league? For three years to quote unquote protect them and make sure they're really ready to go and you know physically and all this kind of stuff. Can we stop having thirty year olds <laughs> play college football? I mean, six years out of high school, that's it. You know, that gives you a yeah. an injury year and maybe a secondary year or whatever. But I mean, and I'm not don't put an age limit on it. But after six years of your graduating class, you can't play anymore because. And I know he's just a punter. I get it, but I mean. It just seems like it. It's it's a one way street, but um, yeah, Bowers is going to be that tight end position. You think about it over the last several years. You look at the guys in the league now. You know, with with Kelsey and Kittle and Darren Waller, and mm-hmm. you're going to have Bowers come in and, and Kyle Pitts. It's just mm-hmm. such a hybrid 
position now. So you got these big guys who, but they're really just big wide receivers. But yet you can move them in and block. It's just, it's just a, it's a unique position. And uh, but Bowers is going to make a lot of money Oof. in a couple of years. I just hope he, uh, you know, doesn't get hurt next year in the process. Bama, the scary thing about this Georgia team and the program going forward. This was supposed to be that step back year. 15 guys to the NFL draft, five first-rounders. We've never seen that before. And on top of it, we didn't see Kirby hit the transfer portal. It's not like he was filling gaps with a bunch of veterans out there, the way TCU built their roster and a lot of other teams. It's They're dominating in recruiting. They're dominating the NIL space. They have everything you could possibly want as it pertains to talent in the state proximity to other talent in other states, being in the Southeast, coupled with a football complex as as good as anybody in the country. They're not going away, and the future, because of all those young guys, looks so bright here. Alabama's trying to chase them. Everybody's trying to chase them. Is the gap growing between Georgia and everybody else? Um, I think we're going to know a lot more about next year. Um, And and when I say that, it's, you know, Bennett's gone. they got to replace him. And, And look, the crazy thing is, you're going to replace a walk-on with a five-star, and now you got to, you're, you're going to have to see. Okay, well, can the five-star play as good as the walk-on? It's unreal. What a story! Is it going to be Vandegrift? Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, pro- probably. I, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it's he's it's got a so big old beard. To keep, Does he? Yeah, it's so hard to keep up with everything now with the recruiting and the portal and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But just, I mean, I think it's suffice to say that they'll they'll, they'll have somebody. <laughs> uh, they will not have a walk-on right. starts for them. You know, whenever they open up the season next year, I think next year's big for Alabama. I mean, they're going to use Bryce Young. Um, they've got the number Will one Anderson. class. Will Anderson, who I mean, I'm with I know you. he's going to be a top five pick. He, he did not nope, have a good year. This nope, year. better he, last he year. Not he was not impactful in yep. big games. Yep. I don't Tennessee, LSU. I mean, he was just not impactful. But yep. anyway, kept waiting for it, Bama. Um, you're right, and it just kept, didn't happen. Yep. And maybe it was double team, but if you're a top five pick, you, what do you think you're going to see in the NFL? Um, but I mean, listen, he'll—he's a great player, he's a great leader, he's a, he's a great kid. But it was—it was the discipline and the and he, Saban kept talking about great leadership from Young and, and Anderson. And great leadership doesn't allow the same mistakes to keep happening, you know, week after week after week. And it, it was an undisciplined team. It was a team that, you know, just, you know, penalties and everything else. So I think you're going to see, we're going to know next year whether they're slipped. Now, what's going to help them is like anybody else is a lot of teams is when you get to a 12 team playoff, I can't imagine Alabama, at least in the next five years, not being somewhere in the top 12. Okay. So they're going to have an they're going to have a, a way to go prove it. Uh, you know, they may have to, they may not be in the top four, like they, you know, wouldn't have been this year. So they may have the extra game or whatever. But, you know, teams like that, like Ohio State, USC, uh, Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, throw whoever else you want in there. And probably and Clemson. Clemson. And that's the team, really, I think that's interesting as well, guys, because they, they kind of, they looked like the challenger. They you know, did. For, they, they, they played, what, three years and they yep. beat them over four years. And I think they split title games, you know, two and two. Um, I think they're showing again. Talked about quarterback. I mean, Watson and Lawrence. They couldn't replace him. I don't know if, if Klubnik's the guy or not. We'll see. Um, but nobody's talking about them. I think they're still going to be reckoned with a little bit. But it, it's Georgia right now is is. I don't want to say they're the standard, but they're the ones everybody's chasing mm-hmm. right now for sure because they're just 
going to reload. And you mentioned the facilities. They were the sleeping giant in the SEC because there is so much talent in that state. And then they can dip into Florida. They can dip into South Carolina. You know, they can go get a quarterback where they need to. They're on the right side of the division. They are, exactly. That's another thing. Tennessee is, you know, kind of on the come. Mm -hmm. I think Florida... Florida's a team to me that's really got to get – they've got mm-hmm. to get back to the point where they can challenge, and they're just not there yet. They weren't there this year. I think they're a year or two away. Uh, you know, A&M on the West, you know, Bobby Petrino's going to make a difference over there, and that's a scary combination with him and Fisher because Petrino's going to be calling plays, and uh, I'm interested to see what that looks like. Um, so there's a lot of challenges to Alabama, but, you know, listen, Nick Saban's not going to back down. I mean, he's already, you've already seen the recruiting class. They got money there too. They got facilities. Uh, but I just, I think the 12 team playoff, you're going to see a lot of familiar faces and then you're going to see the, uh, you know, the occasional TCU, the Tulane, whoever it is that they, they gets in there and good for them. Yep. Cincinnati. And they should, they should be in there. It should be. It shouldn't just be the blue bloods, you know, that play for this every year. So I, I'm, I'm, as much as I don't like the extra game, uh, I'm okay with the 12 teams, uh, and and we'll see where it is. But right now, everybody's looking up at Georgia, and I don't think they're gonna they're gonna start next year number one, without question. Well, and who's and, gonna beat them when you look at when you look at their schedule? Uh, UT Martin, please, Ball State. Yeah. Uh, UAB's yeah. their other non well Georgia Tech at the end because they have four. So and then yeah, uh, their two I mean, crossover that, games are they they go to Jordan Hare take on Auburn and, and Ole yep, Miss are the two crossovers. Hey Bama, before we yeah. run out of time, I wanted to ask you this because Bryce Young looks as though he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. Um, mm-hmm. Help me out with this. We're, we're pecking order wise. We'll do it both. Trent, you get involved too because you watch a ton of football. Obviously, uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, Tua, um, Mac Jones. And now Bryce Young. Where does Bryce Young fit amongst the other three? Is he better than all three of them? Yes, without question. I think so too. I mean, that Alabama I team mean, this year was yeah. not very good, mm-hmm. and he almost no. drug them back to the playoff again. Yeah, without him, yeah. that's a eight and four team. Mm. I agree, totally agree. I mean, he he won the Texas game for him. Yes. Yeah. I mean that's that's nine and three right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a couple kept him in the Tennessee game. The Tennessee game. I mean, yeah, single handedly. Yeah. I mean, it took some. The thing that I think is impressive with him, guys, he took some shots oh, this year. Yeah. I mean, you remember the Tennessee game? Uh, he took some hits. You do worry. I mean, people worry about his size, but Drew Brees had a pretty good career. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at six foot tall. Um, the arm is he six foot, not, Bama? Will he be six foot when they get to Indianapolis? Uh, in helmet and the cleats, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not in. Uh, not in. I don't think in stock feet. No. Okay. He'll be he'll be five eleven, you know, five eleven and a half, something like that. He'll be just a shape, and that may hurt. But listen, if I'm the tech, I mean, and, you know, God bless Lovey Smith. You know, why do you choose to win oh your you know, that game? Well, as Trent said, now, he knew ahead of time that he was being mm-hmm. fired. Yeah, and and so maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have told him. Maybe right. you know, maybe he would have looked forward to it. And because now the Bears are it, the Bears don't need a quarterback, so they're sitting perfect. So now you know. Houston to get up to number one is going to have to trade some capital uh, to get Bryce Young if that's what they want. Or to the do. Colts, or the Seahawks, or whoever or that Colts team may whoever, be. Whoever it is, but yeah, I think Young's he he doesn't have elite arm talent, but what he's got is he's just so slippery, and mm-hmm. you know he can make he can make all the throws, and he's got a little Mahomes in him, you know, with the sidearm and the improvisation. He doesn't have the Mahomes, you know. 
you know, throw it 80 yards from your back foot. I mean, who does? But uh, I think he's going to be the, the out of all of them, given the situations and the course health and everything else, I think he's going to be the best out of those four uh, in the pros. 222 days no, until week don't zero. Tell me that. Oh, man. Jesus. Oh, How about this week oh. one? Florida State, LSU, and Orlando? Good. In. Should be really good. Utah, the return trip out to Utah. And Rising is back. Prime. Yeah, that's a, that was a big Huge. announcement. I mean, Cam Rising. And I, I, I'm just going to drop a little hint right here, Ken. Uh, one of us talking might be in Salt Lake City for that game. Oh, that's a good one. Well, I know that I'm, I don't leave Ankeny, so. <laughs> yeah, Trent works exactly. Friday night. Yeah, I do. It's a tough yeah, turnaround yeah. to make that happen. Colorado at TCU, yeah, Coach Prime. That'll be happening oh week God. one. North Carolina versus South Carolina. West Virginia, Penn State. Their rivalry renewed Huge. for the first time. I like that one. That's yeah. a good game. Boise That's goes to Washington. Game. Washington probably preseason top 10 for most mm, everybody. Michael Penix. Look at the quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Too. Coastal Carolina goes to UCLA in week one. An intriguing one there. Yeah. So, are these week zero games? These are all week, week one. one. What is, is week, week zero announced I haven't yet? seen anything yet on week zero, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I was googling it already last night. Can we have week zero zero, which gets so us we double might zero? Be able to go back to uh, two hundred and fifteen days instead of two hundred and twenty-two, which would you know brighten. You, you know what? Let's start with the with the uh, uh, the conference press conferences, and that that's where the clock will start. <laughs> so it's not two twenty-two. Right. Yeah, the media days uh, get yeah, us to exactly. two hundred. Bama, Trent. From this old man, thank you both for this segment, boys. I just love this all season long. I truly do. Uh, our Friday Monday segments. It's my favorite part of doing this job. I love college football. I love our conversations each and every week. And Bama, I hate. I, I say it every year. I, it just drives me nuts that it's over, brother. But thank you. Well, yeah, Kenny. You know me anytime, brother. And it's the highlight of my week too. I promise you. Uh, you know. So uh, yeah, I enjoy. You guys are so knowledgeable. It's so much fun. I enjoy the audience. You know, I appreciate them putting up with me. And uh, well, you watch as you much know, college football as I do, so it makes it <laughs> and trend, So it makes it pretty easy to talk about games. And um, that's yeah, great. it does. And it, it's a fun segment, and uh, I enjoy it. And uh, you know, we'll we'll see where. It, you know, if, if we could just get Trent not to write down the notebook <laughs> predictions next yeah. year, it would be or a lot right. Better. Yeah. Yeah, you know, keep track of it. They'll always be in the uh, notebook, sure. Bama. we we got to keep track uh, of this. I'm sure we'll do that again at some yeah, point. Yeah, for sure. I look forward, look forward to it, for sure. May over-unders. That's when we did really well last year. Let's try it again. Well, it count us. Yeah, so so we'll, we'll talk to you in May, if not before. Bama, thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. All right, take care, guys. Always enjoy it. Take yep. care. All my pleasure. Yep, take care. Good to hear from you. Bama Bob. Uh, Trent and I talking uh, recap in college football. I mean it sincerely. I'm going to miss the hell out of this segment. Yes. Truly do. Love it. All right, we'll take a time out, come back and finish the hour. Uh, we will talk to Vinny Iyer to kick off hour number two. Uh, Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports. We'll take a look at college basketball's premier conference right now. Top to bottom. Boy, Iowa State women got up. Did you hear the news? Yeah, Suarez. Suarez. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Out for the year. ACL. This is season changing. I hate to say it. She was such a difference maker. Oh, my God. It's what made Iowa State different than what they've been in the past years. Having that kind of post player that can Mm -hmm. impact the game both offensively but especially defensively. Yeah, It's one thing when you're playing teams similar. But when you're taking on a UConn, a South Carolina, Mm -hmm. a program like that, that next tier up, she was the kind of girl that really separated it and and closed that gap between it. Now, they're going to be good. Yeah. But... 
the ceiling this, probably this isn't This had there. a chance to be... Um, Final Four in Minneapolis. M- right. For, for Bill Fennelly, who's been doing this for a long, long time. At a high level. Had a chance to... Uh, look, I, I hope he still does. I'm not trying yeah. to you know throw uh, cold water on, on the rest They're of the They're still going to play roster. the rest of the games. Right. <laughs> right. But boy, with her, they did have a chance, seemingly. Miller and Cotton, Des Moines Sports Station. 106... 106- Let's ride. Final minute of the uh, first hour of the program. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Another keyword coming up in about 25 minutes. So gambling-wise, did you play, did you get any you know, props or anything last night? I did a little bit. Uh, played Brock Bowers unders. That didn't work out very well. <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, on the floor early. Uh, we did play an alternate spread. I think it was either 19.5 or 20.5. You went that high? Yeah. Good for you. Easily, uh, I think it was plus 195, so we did well there. The three picks I gave out yesterday during my Circa Plays of the Day, 3-0. and That a boy. And uh, we have 14 plays today. <laughs> so save some time is what you're saying. We need to save just a little bit here. Hey, speaking of Circa, are the uh, exactas, Super Bowl exactas out yet? They are. I love that bet. So I already fired at one of them. I took the 49ers over the Bengals. So that's what it is. You right. take one team to beat another team. And what was that price? 33-2-1. That that's what you got. That's huge. Thirty-three to one. Trent, I could absolutely see that happening. I'm, I'm right there with you. I what loved was the that reverse? Point. I wonder. Bengals, Bengals over Niners, probably forty to one, maybe something in that range. I, I think I know what you're going to be doing during the break. Is you're going to be opening up your circuit <laughs> no, app at eight thirty. I got to do my best work at after eight thirty. No, that's not true. That's when you have a puff. <laughs> that's right. I think I do my best work after well, 8.30. In theory, like it, right. Yeah, yeah, at the time. that This is really working out well. I, I love when you come in. Oh, I did it. <laughs> like you did with Gonzaga. And not too Creighton. Long ago. And, Cre- yeah, yeah. Cre- that one. I know. That's I tried funny. to talk you out You of did. It. I appreciate you trying. Yeah. I wish you were there. You uh, you got your hooks into me, though. I just showed you all my future bets. It's the way to do it, man. It's You shop for prices. And there's a lot of prices out there. I love the Circa Exacta. Just look under the NFL tab is where you can find it. 33 to one. That's huge. 49ers over Bengals. Let's go. All right, hour number two. Vinny Iyer starts at Sporting News. Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. Miller and Condon, 106.3.